do 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 Making your way in the world today takes everything you got. This comes to us from Jordan Maywood. Next up, we have Jordan. He's going to tell a joke. We got an answer for Jordan Maywood. Yes, Wood May. Hello, this is Penn Gillette. The possibility exists that if I were to actually listen to the Liberal Cube podcast featuring host Jordan Maywood, I could potentially enjoy it. Eh, I'll ring an endorsement, I guess. Potentially enjoy this episode, which will start after the other half of my magical comedy duo, Teller, gives us a countdown. Take it away, Teller. Hello, welcome to the Liberal Cube. Uh, my name is Jordan Maywood and I am the lackadaisical Liberal Cubicalist. I am going today to try to stick to a very strict timer. I know I often say that and my success varies when I say that, but uh, this time I really goddamn mean it. So uh, fingers crossed or fingies crossed if you prefer and i hope you do all right uh let's push said timer uh hopefully we don't get any interruptions which may be possible post postal pasta impossible pasta because uh, i'm working from home today uh and doing this sort of during my lunch hour which would be for like a half hour um but uh, I, I don't actually like turn off my phone or uh, on my computer, people can still contact me, so we'll see. Uh, I don't think it'll be happen. I'll give you further behind the scenes. This is this is going deep. This is inception level behind the scenes action here. Uh, today is the day that I'm recording this. That is uh, is uh, U.S. Uh, United States of America Thanksgiving. Uh, so. Uh, my job deals with both Canada and the U.S., but the fact that uh, a lot of my work uh, originates from the U.S. and they are basically shut down down there uh, means it's probably not going to be too busy in terms of work-related interruptions. That's why I figured I would try to get this in in uh, in my lunch period. So away we go, ladies and gentlemen. you some things. Movie monologue. Today's movie monologue sponsor is the John Wick Dog Hotel. Thank you for that sponsorship. So very very nice of you. Movie the first is called Out of Thin Air, which is not a great title, just for the reason that that could mean about a million things. So uh, I like a slightly more specific title, but it will do, I suppose. It's Iceland, 1976. Six suspects confessed to two violent moidas. Their involvement was all in their heads, though. This is the strangest criminal investigation you've never heard of probably never heard of uh, because it was in Iceland in the 70s <laughs> uh, Iceland in the 70s sort of fascinating you a little uh, glimpse into that uh, it, it was a, like a, a small 
Uh, I guess specifically I'm talking of Reykjavik, the capital city, which uh, was one of, it's, it's kind of dumb, one of, one of the first uh, geography things I would use to impress people was knowing the capital of Iceland is Reykjavik, uh, but now I feel like everyone knows it. So uh, maybe it's, it's come up in the world, certainly it has when you look at this, and that uh, it was like, maybe a hundred thousand people in it during this time and uh quite a few times during the course of the, this movie they say it had like a small town feel where like everyone knew everybody which in a hundred thousand people doesn't seem possible but uh, i i guess maybe on a on a different level that could have been true to some degree anyways uh this movie all has it's a documentary i should specify perhaps uh it all has to do with how through very very intense interrogation of people you can get them to confess to just about anything um and that's seemingly what happened in this case these uh, six young youths which is redundant i realize uh basically confessed to a murder of i think two people if i do recall uh and it's not until towards the end of the movie they give you the um, the amount of time in days that these people were f uh, locked up with uh, sort of the classic brainwashing techniques of not being allowed to sleep. Uh, that's sort of the, the number one. If you ever want to brainwash someone, number one step is seemingly don't let them sleep. Uh, so they, they confessed, and, uh, it, and all their stories were different. It, it's just like the cops run under such pressure, because nothing like this had ever happened in Iceland, that they sort of felt like they had to do it, I guess. Uh, Rating-wise, it's interesting. Um, like I, I go with like a solid three to four out of uh, five. Uh, if you're unfamiliar, three is enjoyed while watching, but wouldn't watch again. And I don't really want, now that I know the story of this, I, I don't really have a... A desire to watch it again. I, you know what? Is that true of documentaries in general? That once you watch them and know about them, do I ever really re-watch documentaries? I, I don't think I really do. That's a fascinating thought right there. Moving on to a non-documentary, Heather's from 1988, a movie that I never saw. In uh, which I think, yeah, the, the the next two movies fall under this category of movies who wherein uh, people who watch a lot of movies, like myself, you think they would have saw them, but somehow uh, they slipped under my radar. Uh, in order to get out of the snobby clique that is destroying her good girl reputation, an intelligent team teams up with a dark sociopath in a plot to kill the cool kids. Uh, Winoda Ryder plays the team. Christian Slater is the psychopath, and uh, pretty good. A lot of 80s uh, nostalgia, I suppose, rating-wise. Uh, you know what? It didn't blow me away. I, I think if I had to saw it back in the day, maybe I would have given it a higher melt, uh, mark because of nostalgia, but uh, not going to. So, we'll go uh, three. Uh, similar to this next movie, Ali, starring William Smith, or Will Smith, if you prefer. Somehow never saw it. <laughs> I think, excuse me, again, uh, maybe because, uh, I, I don't know, it didn't blow me away, and it was very, very long. Uh, he's a he's, He is a fascinating individual, I suppose, there's no denying that. 
probably could have done a really cool documentary instead of this and may have liked it the same amount, which is three. Last but most, in fact, why don't we start with the rating of five? John Wick, Chapter 2. Yes! Love the first one. Fairly positive I gave it a five on this podcast. In fact, uh, I love this one so much that I'm going to probably, at least I made a note to do so, watch the first one uh, and have it for next episode. So uh, if you like the first one, you like this. They set it up for an amazing looking chapter three, I should say. So good stuff, John Wick. Sticking to the timer, folks. You thought I was joking around. No, I meant it this time. Television talk. Today's Television Talk sponsor is Demi Dog Groomers. Thank you for that sponsorship. We're talking Stranger Things Season 2, or if you're French, Season 2. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, very, very good. Uh, I don't know if I liked it as much as the first season, and I'll tell you why. Uh, it feels like they picked the parts from the first season that sort of really resonated with people and uh, amplified them a lot, which sounds, in theory, on paper like a good idea, but uh, of a show like this, uh, of a, of a, where strange, I think it's right in the title, things happened, uh, happen, I, I feel like you got to jump into different things, which I, I suppose they do with uh, Eleven meeting up with a, a counterpart who also has special powers. Oh shit, you know what? I say at the top of every show there will be spoilers. Uh, I don't think I did this episode. <laughs> uh, so needless to say, there will be spoilers. Um, yeah, she meets up with a counterpart uh, who was in the sort of, uh, whatever you call it, the, the laboratory with her as a child. Uh, and this girl has the power to make people see things that aren't there, which is pretty cool. Uh, as you can imagine, with practice and uh, in, in, in sort of figuring out ways to mess with people's minds, you can really do pretty amazing things. For example, make them see... Uh, a, a bridge is falling before them so they slam on the brakes when they're chasing you even though the bridge didn't actually collapse in front of them just as an example uh okay so uh, what's the main sort of deal of this one? Oh, uh, no before i move on to that uh one of the things i think they most grabbed on of the last season was if you recall the sort of excitement of winona rider oh double winona rider in this episode i've just realized uh, of when she put the letters with the Christmas lights on the wall and, and people really sort of latched onto that. I, I think I saw someone actually dress up as that wall for Halloween, which is fucking crazy. Or maybe it was at a, a con of some sort. Anyways, uh, at least three, four, five, six, uh, a lot of times, and three of that I can remember off the top of my head, there were moments where they're like, oh, Oh my god, there's a puzzle that we could solve. Uh, and it had the same exact feel every time. There was one where, uh, once again, Winona, <laughs> she comes to the puzzle-solving uh, head here by realizing her son's drawings are uh, sort of together. They, they, they form a bigger picture. Uh, the other one is where Bob, uh, Smart Bob, brain, Bob the Brain, uh, who I think maybe my favorite character of the season is Bob the Brain. Aww. Oh, uh, he realizes that it's a map of uh, sort of the area, the environs around them, 
Uh, and then there's the, the Morse code part where uh, the sheriff realizes there's Morse code being done by a uh, entity possessing kid. Oh boy, lots of crazy stuff. Lots of uh, uh, dogs, demi-dogs, half dog, half demi-gorgons. Uh, they're sort of the main baddie. Uh, it, it left off. It left off. Uh, it left off with sort of still the the absolute uber bad shadow demon looking thing, not destroyed, but we'll say at least temporarily locked away. So, uh, season three, I believe, is already confirmed, which is not surprising. Uh, I wonder how this will one day come to a head. Will they have to? like in a D&D game, which there was uh, quite a few D&D references, which uh, as a DM I, of course, appreciate. Uh, I, I wonder if they will eventually have to travel to the Upside Down to battle this thing in its own plane, that sort of idea. Uh, very, very cool, and I hope that happens. More D&D references that seemingly link up with what's happening in <laughs> the, the, the quote-unquote real world of this. A very, very cool idea. Uh, the, the characters growing uh, in terms of uh, just up, in terms of their uh, apparent notice of girls. The final scenes of this uh, take place at a prom, for example. Oh man, my, my, my cockles warmed when the, when the one kid dancing with the older girl. So nice. Five out of five, needless to say, for Stranger Things. Today's book banter sponsor is Big Ugly's Traveling Dog Show. Thank you for that sponsorship. So very nice of you. Okay, finally. Goddamn. Somehow, for some reason, this seemingly took me a long time to finish this book. Upsetting the Balance, which is number three in the World War series by Harry Turtledove, which is a name. Yes, I'm not making that up. Uh, so uh, whenever I boil this down, it's basically easy to boil down and very, very cool sounding and is cool. Uh, what happens if aliens landed during World War II? Period. Uh, no, sorry. Question mark. <laughs> uh, and this is the third uh, in the series of what would happen. Oh, you know what? I'm just realizing I'm looking at the cover of it. And uh, it's Albert Einstein oh, uh, sitting in a jet plane with, I think, Eisenhower? I, I don't know who that is. Uh, probably not Eisenhower. Some general guy uh, sort of drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just Albert Einstein in a jetpack on the cover. Like, like, that should be a reason you should buy this book. Uh, you know what? A little disappointed on the Einstein front. He does make an appearance in the book. But I, I don't even know if he says anything. He maybe has one line. Uh, hopefully in the next book he's, he's got a bigger role and we sort of follow him around. Although, uh, in terms of following characters around, which is how I look at books like this, um, there's not really one main character. What Rather, we're sort of jumping around the globe, uh, checking in on various people from time to time. Sort of uh, what World War Z did, which is sort of interesting because this is called World War. Hmm. Did World War Z steal this idea and replace the aliens with zombies? Yes. Uh, yes, that's exactly what happened. Uh, okay, so let me read the... I was going to say IMDA, but the Goodreads, and maybe it'll give you a little idea. 
communist China, Japan, Nazi Germany, and the United States, they begin World War II as mortal enemies. But suddenly, their only hope for survival, never mind victory, was to unite a unite to stop a mighty foe, one whose frightening technology appeared invincible. Far worse being far worse beings than the Nazis were loose. Well, that's not actually true, I would say. Um yeah, uh, from more because the aliens do have some some moral code. Like they treat their prisoners well. Uh, yeah, there the, there is a moral code. It's not just like say the Borg, for example. These uh, these insectoid lizard-like aliens are not all bad, <laughs> really. Uh, they're they're just coming. They want to unite the planet under their rule and have everyone be basically their slaves, which is you know not great. But they're not there for ultimate destruction and, and killing everything in their path, that sort of thing. They do have a, a code about them. Uh, like, uh, if there's a truce, uh, they'll meet under the truce. Uh, they won't really give in to demands because they feel so superior to humans that uh, they don't have to do that sort of thing. But uh, uh, this has sort of taken an interesting turn, this war. Uh, they came to the planet expecting an easy victory because they sort of, due to, I, I guess, not time travel, um, they sort of uh, saw our planet hundreds of years ago and where we were in terms of technology and said, oh yeah, they're ripe for the picking, let's go. And then it took them hundreds of years to get from their planet to ours. So during that time, we rapidly developed to a, a, a not quite a level of their technology, of course, but uh, much, much higher than they were expecting. So, uh, the battle is almost of sheer numbers. They've only brought so much in terms of uh, men and machines, whereas we have not unlimited, but can always build more both men and machines. Uh, so, it, it's just like, can you hold them off long enough for the scales to tip? And seemingly the the scales are, are, are nearing a, a degree where they're going to tip and uh, I, I think it's almost obvious that the, the, the aliens are not able to win this war in the long run and some of them know it some of them have started to give up um, it's gonna be interesting how this all turns out I have a feeling it's gonna be like humans and aliens living on the planet together in quote-unquote peace that's my my theory of where it's headed but uh, we'll see oh uh, the rating five out of five loving these books game Gavin. today's game Gavin sponsor is dungeon dogs which is blood sausage little black ip compote production in a squid ink infused bun dungeon dogs thank you for that sponsorship okay uh got a game oh you know what i should men mention uh just had somewhat recently as you know from me giving away when i'm recording this the steam uh halloween sale so picked up some stuff there and currently as of yesterday it's the steam autumn sale so um i bought uh a few things so far uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is the one I'm most excited about, and I'm hoping, although you never know, I guess, um, it's possible, so it's, yeah, whatever, uh, I'm hoping that game will be sort of my over-the-holidays game. Uh, I have a really good holiday schedule this year where, uh, from now until the end of the year, I have every 
single Friday either off or half day work from home. So good stuff. Uh, and so, so I hope that that game will sort of get me through the holidays where there'll be lots of time to stream, which I should mention, uh, this game and any game really, uh, follow me on Twitch. Uh, you could Google LibroCube and watch me, uh, play the games that I'm talking about. Like this one segue called Unepic. Oh, uh, from 2011. Oh, you know what? I, I didn't think this was that old. Oh, you know what was on PlayStation? And huh. Okay, so this takes a dungeon crawl D&D game uh, and then throws in the sort of, not monkey wrench because it's fun and, and a good thing, that you are playing a character who was playing Dungeons and Dragons in real life and then suddenly finds themselves... Uh, thrust into an actual real uh, dungeons and dungeon that they have to escape from basically uh, it's all done in a, a 2d sort of style uh, you'll have a very very typical sort of a, when you're talking your uh, what do they call it like your character will pop up on screen and you'll see like a drawing of them it's all uh, it's all good art style uh, it's, it's, it's probably not much you you haven't really seen before like it's it's not quite anime. It, it is definitely its own sort of cartoony style, which I, I, I appreciate. Uh, and it's fun. It's a fun idea and a fun game. Uh, I wanted to say... Uh, oh, wait. Let, let's read. Uh, developed in Barcelona, Spain. Oh, interesting. By Francisco Tellez de Menzes and various collaborators. Uh, translated into ten languages. Okay, so... Uh, they're calling it a platformer and a Metro Metroidvania game, which I could see, although I haven't much, uh, I should say I've just sort of dipped my toe into it a couple hours so far, and I haven't much seen the Metro Metroidvania, uh, part of it in terms of having to backtrack, um, getting a skill and then going and backtracking and opening a door or whatever or, or making a jump you couldn't make before. I haven't really seen that. Uh, I do plan to play more, um, but uh, as I say, just just a couple hours in it so far. Uh, it definitely has a sense of humor about itself. Uh, uh, the main character's name is Daniel. <laughs> uh, he's a, a novice RPG player in the midst of it. Yeah, he's teleported to a castle. A castle? Yeah, I like to pronounce the T in castle. Uh, he, oh yeah, that's the other fun part. He, and, and I assume this will change at some point, uh, he believes that he's uh, hallucinating. He thinks the people he was playing D&D uh, &D with uh, slipped him something. So uh, he went to the bathroom and then sort of the lights went out and he found himself here. So he's like, oh mushrooms of some sort uh the weapons and upgrades and stuff are hopefully deeper than what i've seen so far uh, and you do level so there is rpg elements although i don't know how deep they are as of yet um but one of the first things that happens is you are quote-unquote possessed by a demon uh the demon is sort of like you and him are bantering back and forth so that adds to the comedy rating wise so far solid four to five and uh i think i'll play more <laughs> Charlie, Charlie bit me. Ah. is this real life internet intercourse 
I like turtles. Today's internet intercourse sponsor is Blink Dog Canine Optometrist. Thanks. Item the first is the Sachi social media's explosion. Ah, uh, yes, Sachi. Uh, if you are unfamiliar with Sachi, uh, I'm almost 100% positive I've spoken of her on this podcast before, probably right, right around when I got started. Uh, in for sure on a at least one Nerd Cane Adventures special episode for the reason that she is a cosplayer uh, who I had the pleasure to meet uh, although she was not cosplaying when I, when I met her so uh, still got a picture with Nerd Cane which if you care to can google uh, Nerd Cane Adventures and see what I'm talking about including a picture of her actually somewhere in there anyways uh, somewhat recently in the last week or so, seemingly she has decided to make a push on the social medias, uh, putting a shit ton of work into it uh, on her Instagram, on her YouTube channel, uh, seemingly other places, that's where I follow her most. Uh, and uh, because of that, because of her push, because of her desire to explode, uh, I, I thought I would, uh, at the very least, for all the, the cool content, mention it here and recommend you go check her out. Uh, amazing com cosplayer, uh, great YouTube, uh, YouTube videos. Uh, what I like of her is so super obviously a very, very nice person. Uh, I always mention during Nerdcane Adventures how nice cosplayers are. You ask them for a picture and... I, I've had in all my many years of asking people for pictures only twice people say no uh, so she is definitely among the nice ones and let's not mention but we will legs for days which is always nice <laughs> uh, okay uh, moving on to uh, starting the adventure zone oh yes so uh, only once before have I re-listened to episodes of a podcast from the beginning that was with Nerd Poker. Uh, so I, I decided I was going to do so uh, with The Adventure Zone. And god damn it, it is so fucking good. Uh, during a re-listen, you are going to get tingles of nostalgia, goosebumps when things that sort of happen and pay off and you feel throughout get mentioned at the beginning. Uh, it's just an incredible feeling and experience, and I'm so looking forward to going through these at, at a quicker pace. Uh, the, the only knock I would ever get give uh, to the Adventure Zone is that uh, an episode every uh, other week, or even every week, is not enough, because it's so fucking good. So when you can speed through episodes, maybe do a couple back-to-back, do them quicker than you had in the past uh, I, I feel like it pulls you in more it's like binging yeah it's a binge of a podcast basically so uh, I love it 5 out of 5 and I don't rate things in internet intercourse usually but there you go 6 out of 5 hey fuck it uh, next is starting on a plan uh, oh yeah okay so uh, I have a, a D&D campaign in the go that I'm DMing and uh, I've got it just about like 90% done. Uh, there's fine-tuning. There'll always be fine-tuning. Um, every time I finish a session, I'll look at what's coming next and change it based on what has happened so far. Uh, the end of that campaign that I have planned, I don't have it planned as well as I'd like. Uh, I need to make it more epic, but uh, everything for the most part is done with that. So, 
uh, other than ongoing fine tuning. So, uh, because I want to always have a campaign sort of to work on, to plan ahead, because I find it so fun and rewarding, uh, I've started a new one. Um, and just sort of, I've got the how it's going to happen, i got what's going to happen, I've even got the first sort of uh, session planned out, uh, and now really it's just a matter of, of filling in things uh, the only tease I will give, in case anyone listening to this ever plays it, is uh, it, it's sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of, sort of based loosely around the television show Sliders, mm-hmm. uh, but in, instead of different dimensions, they're traveling to different planes. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, all right, so uh, last but not least, uh, hello from the Magic Tavern, which I haven't uh, brought back in a while. This podcast that I love had on uh, a guest, a troll, who will give a little behind-the-scenes action, was voiced by Dana Gould. Dana Gould is just one of the funniest in- individuals, period. I think this episode not only had me laughing the most, but had the, the, the guys laughing the most on the podcast, where they'd have to, like, move away from the uh, uh, microphone. Oh, oh shit, we're done. I mean, done. Done, I'm done. <laughs> Folks, that's it. We stuck to the timer, which leaves me with only one thing to say, which is always the final thing to say, which is, it's nice to be nice to the nice. This is the end of the show. A sincere thank you for listening. Time to plug some things and I do not mean buts. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow Jordan underscore Maywood on Twitter. You can subscribe and comment on iTunes. Lastly, if you would like to contact the podcast, you can email jordan.maywood at gmail.com. I would like to conclude that I am not a robot and that I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. Something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway. Wait till our lips have met. Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine The best is yet to come Live long and prosper